Today's episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the GymAware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where GymAware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates GymAware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 42nd episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of GymAware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners of the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are, and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by Stanford University Sport Performance Coach, Mike Chapman. Mike, thanks for being with us today, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Great to see you. Glad you're doing really well now, brother. But let's, uh, before we get going into it, who is Mike Chapman? I'm just a student of the game from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, just trying to get better and find ways to uh, impact people and uh, affect change, whatever way I can. Student of the game, I think, is a great way to describe chat because you're you're a person who not just hasn't been afraid to dig and find better answers, but a person who hasn't been afraid to, to go get those answers too, like all over the country to be to become, you know, one of the, the top guys in the game right now in basketball with what you're doing with the with the guys at Stanford. But with everything that you've been doing and all your travels and the ups and downs of everybody's coaching career, we all run into a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in our careers. So would you mind sharing one of those with us? Yeah. So, I mean, I was pretty early on, man. Um, you know, I've always envy, I always envy like people who are really smart and wanted to be them, you know, and I'm like, geez, man, how's he so smart? And um, early on in my career, I took a couple uh, unpaid internships. I worked my way through and uh, I got to the point where I was like a paid student or something like that. And that those places, we didn't have many resources. So early on, the epiphany hit me that the most valuable resource you have is your mind. 
and it's not tools. And so from that, I kind of learned uh, if you can study and invest in, in your knowledge base, you'll, you'll be fine. So for the last nine years, I can say that I probably said at least 45 minutes a day. And that's uh, been really, really, really impactful to my career. And then not only that, it's how to study. So people try to study like speed, strength, mobility all in one week. I'll take a year and focus completely on one subject and won't touch it. Like last year was completely devoted to energy system development. And that's all I looked at. And so once you really dive into something like that, I mean, that's a good amount of hours to actually really get into something and dig in and dive and grow. I love that, man. And I think that that's something that we all, especially today, you know, with a, in a positive sense with the phone, like there's so much of it just trying to drink, you know, that not even like from a hose, like trying to take a sip out of Niagara Falls. There's so much information just coming and being yeah. able to like block it out. And this is what we're going to study for the next 365 days. I think that's a sensational strategy. Yeah, it's it's been phenomenal for me. Um, you know, I came into this thing through, through Gail Hatch. So I always tell my friends, like when I first came into it, we had to hatch 10. We had 10 exercises. We cleaned, we snatched, we cleaned, pulled, squat, front squat, back squat, military press, push press. That's all I did. But I knew it in and out, so I was good at it. So I did that for three years learning that from him. So I was like, okay, if I take apply that same concept, just taking a year to study this and try this, it should have the same effect. And it really has. It gives you the ability to not become a high-level expert, but have a very, I mean, just think about it. If you can get an hour a day, who can say he's really spent 365 days studying movement and mobility? They can't. They, 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 saw, they, saw, they did, like, they did a, a 16-hour course through so-and-so and so. But I'm talking about really taking time and digging into it. And then part of study is, too, you know, like you study the subject matter you look into what you're trying to learn and then you ask yourself why. And I just keep asking myself why over and over, keep looking for the why over and over and over again. And then on top of that, I, go, I start calling people experts in it. So I call somebody, why? I call somebody and I say, well, tell me about this or tell me about that. And so now I'm learning how to, how to implement what I'm learning through different people because we can all, we can know one, one thing and implement it totally differently. But my way is not wrong, and your way is not wrong. But together, man, could get some, could share some really good information. So that's my method of study. Um, I, like I said, I, I try to be a sponge. I want to know everything because you know people have these systems, and I do this and I do that. What happens when that doesn't work for your kid? And as Dan John says, everything works until it doesn't. I got to be ready. <laughs> no, man, no, no doubt about it. And I think that that's a great way to say it. Is like you know we do like we, we do kind of fall in love with whether it be exercises or systems or methods or whatever. And then, yeah, like if you don't have a plan B, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you have to, and you know, especially you come up with these basketball guys are freshmen. Some of these guys have never trained. So you talk about not being able to, uh, to just have this, is what we're going to do. What do you do with a six eleven kid who's never touched a weight room before? Or, or a kid that's only ever been on a leg press or, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Well, you get such a vast array of kids in every sport now. It's pretty wild. But, you know, as a guy who does dig, a guy who is trying to be the sponge and, and learn and, and become as close to an expert and everything as any of us could be. Yeah. This, yeah. this question really is, has got me excited, buddy. 
Yeah, yeah. If chat could ask one question and you know you're going to get the answer, what would that question be and why? Oh, man, that's a... How do I truly impact the athletes that I work with? And this is this is a twofold answer now, so go with me here. On the front end, you get these guys at 18, 19 to 20, 22, 22 right? They're still an impressionable age where they can still make some great, huge improvements as a person. So if I can affect their life and help them grow as men or as women, that always is a benefit and a plus. But when you can invest in people in that in that way and they get results from it and they trust you. So on the back end, that investment in them makes your training environment better because now they're going to work harder for you and with you. And they're going to give you everything they got because you helped impact them. And I think that's one of the lost arts, man, of touching people. If you can touch people and move people, anything you want to do to get in the weight room to get done will be done because there's nothing – Nothing in the weight room doesn't work with great effort, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's kind of where I am with that. I love it, though, man, because I think that more and more that has started to become less of a conversation about it being a byproduct of what we do and being more about what we do. Right, right. And it's funny because, like, you know, people can say what they want to say, and I'll beat this, beat this dead horse all day, is nothing you do works for everybody. No one's system is that good because people's bodies are so unique. And our guys, like, you know, like, you may get one guy who can do something perfectly, and one guy can't figure it out. So it's hard to say, hey, do this. Or, you know, everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, there's nothing, there will nothing, there's nothing that will ever be hard work and consistency. With the basics, with the advanced, like, you know, savagely simple. Keep it simple. Teach them how to work. Grind. Get better. Rest. Recover. Do it again. That's how you get better. It's crazy, right? Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, so, so simple, yet so complex. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's And it's great because, you know, we just got to talk with Cam a couple weeks ago. And, and you know, I love that the, the people who have – made that round into Penn state that keep it savagely simple. Like I, I, that's like, you know, cause everybody loves cam, but it's great that there is going to be like in, in y'all's group of, of strength coaches that there's going to be that like moniker that is going to be able to be like, yo, these are the savagely simple guys. Yeah. So and that's, we, that's we, rad. Hey, cam shared an office. So, you know, we shut office for what two years, so like it was every day in the ground with that dude. So I know him, you know, really well. You know, we talk all the time and whatnot. So yeah, I love that. I love that man. But listen, dude, as a guy who we were, you know, half talking about how we needed to escape back to work, but you know, yeah. in the traditional aspect, if we were not in quarantine for the last, I don't know what it could be six days, it could be six months at this point. I don't think any of us could really <laughs> tell the difference. But like. Yeah. What's your escape, chat? Like, what what do you do to kind of come back to to zero? Um, family's first, man. Like, love family. Um, nothing likes family time. I FaceTime my family probably two times a week. Uh, I love being outdoors, uh, whether I'm hiking or sitting by a lake or riding horses. That's kind of my deal. And I write a ton. 
So um, I've been writing for the past maybe five years. I started writing, and it's been really uh, something I thought I'd never do, but I actually enjoy it quite a bit. That's awesome. You know, riding horses. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man, I love horses. So I, 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 my new thing is I'm going to retire in about 15 years. I'm going to move to Texas, way out in the country, have about five horses, name them after NBA MVPs, and uh, be uh, out there just secluded by myself, chilling. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Man, speaking of NBA, man, I hope – I mean. It, we will know that the world is ending if Disney does to the NBA what they did to Star Wars, man. Because it's just like, like this. This is the one thing that they're bringing in, and it's like you guys can't mess this up. Like, please, yeah, yeah. don't, please. Like, <laughs> we need this right now. Please don't, don't do to Yoda and to, to Luke Skywalker like what you did to them. Yeah. Don't do that to the NBA, please. Yeah. We, we need it. We we no, need it. Don't do. Do we ever? Yeah. Do we ever. But nah, chat man, I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad you're doing great, man. And it's always great to catch up. I appreciate your time, buddy. Yeah, anytime, man. You be safe out there. Yeah, man. You too. We'll be in touch soon, buddy. All right. Cheers. Yep.